NFL fans, are you hungry for a big win this week? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. If Sportsbooks isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. You use promo code PFF, bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code PFF this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, min $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome in. It is October 19th. We are heading into week seven of NFL. We are got week eight of college football season. But first, we got to recap a little bit. It was uh, uh, probably the most successful week from my betting perspective so far in 2021. College football maintained still was hot uh, and NFL kind of carried through. We had some positive, you know, plays from both the player props tool and green line. How how did you see things, Erica? How did the tools end up finishing up basically on a unit's perspective? Yeah, the NCAA was good. Um, we ended up, you know, flat staking up a few units, uh, staking with, and then I believe you know Kelly was up was up a unit or two as well. So there was some there were some weird ones we had. For example, Buffalo pulled out a win against Ohio. That would have been a plus two or three hundred that we you know we got the cover, but we didn't get the money line. The same thing's true for USF, um, and then. Uh, there was another one within there where we we got a, um, a you know big money line play where the where we covered oh Miami Miami we had Miami money line and Miami spread Miami comes back and covers but does not win the game outright so there were a few bounces there Hawaii didn't close it out for us we did get Air Force though which 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 pushed us over the positive mark and then in NFL um, we were down about a unit and a half uh, flat staking you know when you do that. Um, you know, what we had, you know, we had Miami in the in the Sunday morning game. That was a big swing. Um, we also had a, a little bit of Houston, a little bit of New York Giants. Uh, those teams didn't really have a chance. Uh, and then Cleveland was one where a lot of people like Cleveland. We didn't end up with Cleveland at the end of the day. We did have the minus two and a half when that was the, the case. Closest three and a half. We didn't have it on close. Um, but then we did have some winners. I mean, we had, you know, Ravens at close. Uh, we had Bengals. Um, we also had the Raiders, uh, Seahawks, and, and uh, Tennessee Titans to close it out. Your Tennessee was also on the money line, which was nice um, to, to get. So uh, props tool, uh, flat staking actually uh, down a little bit. But if you bet with Kelly, it was up like 40 units this week. So a lot of the big ones were, were hitting. So, uh, you know, kind of an up and down week, kind of a sweaty week. But, um, but yeah, I did find it was interesting. Like, And this is obviously... Um, probably just luck, but most of the stuff I bet hit. You know, I was not betting all that much on Houston plus 10 uh, or, or the Giants plus seven and a half, even though some of our models liked it. Um, 
and and in college football, you know, the, I had a big bet on on Kentucky. Uh, they backdoored that. Uh, we had big bets on Minnesota and Auburn. Those hits. So it was a it was a fun weekend. Right, definitely. And I mean, and that is a really good point, right? Obviously, some luck involved, but there is obviously, you know, an intuition factor taking into account, you know, our models as the basis and then, uh, you know, kind of trying to fold in as much as our, you know, domain knowledge and everything else, things that we just, you know, maybe understand that the model isn't picking up. But I do think that's crucial uh, to kind of being a successful sports better. Um, so I do think, you know, kind of picking and choosing the correct spots is somewhat of a skill. It might look like luck at certain points, but it's something where you should be trying to, you know, sharpen or, uh, you know, define that edge if you can kind of quantify it. So we will see. How are you feeling now? Of course, we got, you know, some early week, uh, NCA action. Your Coastal Carolina Chanticleers here are going to be on Wednesday night. So if you're tuning in, you know, early in the week, make sure you kind of get, um, you know, the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. Are you backing them here on Wednesday night, Eric? Have you already locked in some bets on them? Look, I made a joke at the office the other day that if the CFL played every day, I'd have a yacht. Um, it, but this week, they don't even play a Tuesday or Wednesday game. They, we have to wait till Friday. Luckily for us, we have our Coastal, Sher- Coastal Carolina Shanta clears on Wednesday playing Appalachian State. That open at three. You saw it at two and a half, right? I'm on uh, Circa, which is available now to Iowa customers. Yep. Um, I bet it at minus three, minus 120. It's now flat minus four. Um, so I'm happy that I got that number. We make the true number about 4.9. Um, and if you look at our ELO ratings, we we actually, I mean, the Appalachian State, we regressed our numbers a little bit to the market, but if you look at the true delta between the two teams, we actually think the Chanticleers are about 6.7 points better than the Mountaineers on a neutral. Um, home field advantage has been basically nothing in football this year. Um, so, you know, let's say you take a point away from that. That's basically where the, the five is coming from. Um, we have the Chanticleers as the, the best team in the Sun Belt, the best offense in the Sun Belt. And the fourth best defense in the Sun Belt, um, Appalachian State is third, third, and second, uh, respectively. There, um, so you know there is there is something there that the Coastal Carolina uh, per pass is averaging 0.75 expected points per play and 0.2 in the run game. They run the ball 59 percent of the time. Isaiah Likely, when he got his chance uh, recently, uh, went for like 200 yards and three or four touchdowns. So that that's going to be a fun game to watch. It's the first time the Chanticleers are favored by less than a touchdown all season. So um, that'll be a fun one. And then on Thursday, we have SMU laying 13 and a half against Tulane. I think we like SMU in that game. Um, We also have Charlotte at home getting seven against the Florida Atlantic Owls. We've liked Charlotte uh, a few times this year, including in that spot. One place that we don't have been, and one place that I I said on the PFF Live uh, College Football Show, which you can watch uh, every single Friday, I believe after noon, um, maybe maybe it's morning at 11 a.m. Uh, every Friday. Um, I like San Jose State. I call them San Jose Great. Uh, I stayed up in the wee hours of Friday night to watch that atrocity, and they did indeed cover the nine and a half. They did not win outright. They are laying five at UNLV this week. Um, we do not necessarily like a play on that game. Um, and, and lastly, we have Louisiana uh, Lafayette against Arkansas State. Total on that game, 70. Uh, given le- uh, how good Louisiana's defense is, uh, I think we'd like probably the under in that game. Yeah, definitely. I think you definitely have to lean under, even though, you know, Arkansas State obviously is going to be uh, slinging the ball quite a bit. One spot I'm kind of 
interested in at least watching. I did like UNLV kind of late on Saturday. It was a, it did end up working out uh, well for me, backing them at plus seven and a half. Utah State under sixty four and a half. Both of those bets came home here on uh, you know week seven. So I'm not overly optimistic about backing San Jose State. We'll see if this line kind of moves toward you on the V after that matchup. But that's the only spot where I'd really uh, be inclined to maybe not go with what Green Line's recommending right now. Um, but what do you what do you what do you kind of make of maybe your favorite bet here if you're only going to lock in one between this Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? So I know you're going to have plenty of them, but I want to know: uh, Do you have an early early week lock of the week, Eric? Uh yeah. I mean. I probably would go uh, with our Charlotte 49ers getting seven. Uh, you know, we, we show a little bit of an edge there. Um, Charlotte does have the 14th ranked Conference USA defense, um, but FAU is only sixth in offense. When you look at FAU, um, they're only averaging basically, they're basically break even running the football in an EPA perspective. Um, they're 0.03 passing the ball in an EPA perspective. Charlotte, on the other hand, two tenths of an expected point with throwing the football. Um, Charlotte, Charlotte's quarterbacks, 125 passer rating when clean, 79.8 when pressured. Uh, FAU's quarterbacks, just a 99 passer rating when clean and 79 when pressured. Um, so I, I think you get an offensive advantage here. You also get Charlotte. We talk about home field advantage is not a big deal. Um, you know, but they're the home team here. Um, and, you know, I, I think, you know, total on this game, 56 and a half. I do think over is also a play here. Um, but that's the one I like the most. Uh, obviously, I think by the end of the week, we'll have a lot of props. And, and, you know, in addition to our Chanticleer tickets, I think we'll have a decent amount of props in the Chanticleers game. We might even play a, a little bit of the showdown slate there. Well, yeah, we'll have to get we'll have to get involved for sure. If it's going to be the only thing uh, coming up here on Wednesday, October 20th, we're going to have probably as much action as we can find. I do agree with you, though. Um, I do think the 49ers early week on Thursday night are probably uh, the best play that you're going to find Wednesday through Friday here. I'm excited about that matchup. We do have, you know, four more games on Friday. I think probably the showcase game, Washington at Arizona, uh, Washington, 17 and a half point favorites. Didn't cover last week. We'll see if they get some action. I'm also kind of excited for Memphis, UCF, UCF, two point favorites. Uh, that one probably going to be pretty enjoyable as 63 point total. So, Right now, you can get 25% off any PFF subscription if you use code BETTINGPOD. Grades and data are live for every single player who logged a snap last week. So go check out the highest graded players from week six and look to find some early value on spread picks and player props for week seven. What can you get with a PFF subscription? All of PFF's locked article content, PFF's NFL and college football betting dashboards, grade-powered projections, cover probabilities, and betting values. Zero to 100 grades of every single player, including the top rookies on every team. Player prop tool, which shows plus-minus value for every NFL prop. DFS optimizer, wide receiver cornerback matchup chart, and so much more. Support the pod and use promo code BETTINGPOD for 25% off any subscription. Some fun matchups here. Uh, did you get a chance to look at any of the college football playoff uh, betting odds for future, um, maybe at the conference level or to get into that college football playoff? Yeah, this is interesting. So we we do our simulation. Um, it has made its way to pff.com. Um, you know, when you look at, and I, and I sent this to you, when you look at DraftKings, uh, Georgia is basically plus 120 to make the college football playoff. We're a little, or sorry, to win the college football playoff. We're a little bit lower than that, actually. We have um, basically them to make 87% chance to make the playoffs. So that's clearly sort of in their peer view. But 
we only have them with the 29% chance of winning it. And I think, you know, obviously it's, it's difficult to predict what the seeds are going to be. Um, you know, what comprises that 29%? Well, what comprises that 29%? Um, most of it, if you look at our difference between us and the market, Alabama is plus 220 or so. We have them as a 23% chance to make it, or sorry, to win it, 54% chance to make it. So clearly, if Alabama gets in the tournament, we believe that their strength at quarterback, we believe that their strength at the skill position players offensively and all of that will, will make them very likely, right? If they're basically a 50% uh, to win it if they get in, that means they're kind of in that sort of 70% range, 75% chance to win both games, right? And, and so they'll be a big favorite against, like I say, Cincinnati or Oklahoma or Ohio State if they get in. Um, and then they'll be, we think, modest favorites against Georgia should they play. We actually have Alabama's 30.3 points better than the average team on a neutral. Georgia's 30.2 points better than the average team on a neutral. So just basically a pick them in that game. Um, Ohio State, we have at 13%. Cincinnati, we have 6% chance to win it. Everybody else is 2% or less, except for Oklahoma. We have at Oklahoma at 22%. And I think the, the thing about Oklahoma is we give them a 75% chance to make it. So it's literally just one-third of the time they get in, they actually win. What comprises them getting in and winning it would be something like Georgia and Alabama play in round one. Um, there's a non-trivial chance that happens. Um, if they do that and they beat each other up, then Oklahoma just has to play. They have to win a game in the first round. And then they have, you know, like let's say they were a zero-loss team and Alabama was a one-loss team. And the committee felt the necessity to give Oklahoma the two-seed, let's say. And, you know, let's, and maybe they play, you know, let's say Bama loses two games and they're the four-seed or something like that. Like, there's all this, like, weird stuff where Georgia and or Alabama could get knocked out. Alabama completely out of the tournament altogether, or Georgia knocked out by somebody else. And then, in our opinion, Oklahoma, with Caleb Williams as the quarterback, who we make one of the best quarterbacks in football, if you look at, you know, point spread above average, we would go with Matt Corral, Malik Willis, Grayson McCall, uh, Bryce Young. And then fifth, we have Caleb Williams right now. So we're very bullish on him. Uh, along with, uh, um, you know, uh, Lincoln Riley. So we give Oklahoma a bit of a puncher's chance because of the strength of their offense and some of the explosiveness and some of the sort of hiddenness that, like, Spencer Rattler has sort of, um, you know, held them back with, right? right? right. And, and so that's kind of our handicap. Though. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think we are a little bit lower on Georgia. Compared to the betting market, also because of that quarterback situation as well. Stetson Bennett obviously has graded decently well. JT Daniels has been okay, but isn't probably uh, comparable in our PFF grading system to kind of what the betting market expects from those two. So I think when you're getting, you know, better quarterback from Alabama, better quarterback from Oklahoma, we're probably going to lean a little bit in that direction in the majority of our simulations. So uh, that is interesting. So basically where we're at, bet the 49ers on, on Thursday night, Bet the Oklahoma Sooners uh, to win the the college football playoff, and we should be uh, kind of set here. But I know you and George, you guys did you know your week seven best early bets. You basically gave out four uh, different plays. Um, you know, go check that out on PFF.com. I got to ask you before we get out, what one do you feel the most confident in now that the lines and everything have kind of adjusted? We're heading into Tuesday now. Is there one that kind of sticks out to you, or are you still uh, rolling with uh, all four as your favorite? Well, here's the thing I, I think is really interesting. If you look, 
now at, and I, I hope they offer a line here for Kansas City. I don't see, do you see Kansas City versus I could, Tennessee now? I didn't. I was looking for that earlier. If you could still get a stray four, like that's going to be an interesting one because basically what that what that's line is saying is that the Chiefs are two points worse than the Bills. And I, I just reject that. Like you and I, rational people, numbers guys, we look at and say, okay, yeah, I get that Buffalo went into Kansas City and killed them once. But that's just one game. And the Bills literally just lost to Tennessee, you know, and got run up and down the field by their offense in the second half. The, the uh, Tennessee played poorly offensively in the first half. So that's one to think about. Um, a few others, I, I think. So, you know, you have the Ravens and the Bengals. Ravens are minus six and a half. That represents a pretty decent teaser leg. You have the Giants plus two and a half. Uh, with a total of 43 against Carolina, that represents a pretty good teaser leg, especially what they were coming off of last week. You also have the Miami Dolphins at plus two and a half uh, against the Falcons, total in the game 47. Um, interestingly, by the way, only one game with a total of 50 or more on the board. I think Tennessee, uh, Kansas City will be well above that. So if you can find a teaser leg you like through three and through seven uh, for, for underdogs and at least through six and three for favorites, um, you, you should go and get it. New England minus seven is another teaser leg. Um, but I will have to say, like, to me, um, the best the best number I like right now, and it's trending away. Um, we, we George and I got it at a flat three. It's now three juiced. But I like the Raiders minus three. I do not think the Philadelphia Eagles are a good football team. I do not think the extra rest is, is all that helpful when your coach is Nick Sirianni. They're one of the worst teams in the NFL and a lot of KPIs when you look at things like, you know, motion rates, RP, you know, like that kind of stuff. Defensively, they don't run a lot of stunts. They don't do a lot of things that help them out. Um, and, and since they're not a talented team, that's like not a good thing to do, you know. So I, I'm a fan uh, of that Raiders minus three bet. I think, um, you know, they're, they're a team that uh, is going to be, um, I think, fairly happy. Um, with with you know how how things went post John Gruden. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I I can't quite uh, figure out how to what to make of that expectation. It seems to me uh, like you know the betting market and other people are almost projecting like a letdown after the fact, right? Like I think everyone kind of expected, um, you know, for the most part outside of PFF, expected uh, Las Vegas Raiders not to play too well this week, and of course they did play well. So I think you know, and the market, you know, in the preseason line minus three point five for them. Opening week, minus three, didn't have a look-ahead line for them. So um, it seems like maybe uh, people aren't that impressed with them. Do you think that's main, the main reason why you like that number more than anything else? Yeah, I think that's I think that's a fair assessment. I think, um, you know, that number, I think, opened to three and a half. George and I liked it a lot. It was one of the rare ones where we didn't get a lot of cleave. and We got negative cleave. Closed at five. Um, so people were totally betting into Denver. I think the... We talked about this on the show. There are no such things as like consistent trends. Yep. Um, you know, everybody talked about my oh, oh, it was Mike Zimmer against the spread. He's great against the spread. Well, ultimately that crashed down to earth. Um, they hadn't I don't think the Vikings have covered a game at home. Maybe they've covered one game at home in like the last, you know, uh, year and a half. Um and then everybody's like, Oh, well, it was actually Teddy Bridgewater that's carrying it. You know, Teddy Bridgewater is sixty something percent against the spread. Well, Teddy Bridgewater's 0-4 against the spread the last right. four games and, and losing outright. 
Um, you know, some of these things are just not real and you really do have to buy into the fundamentals of what's actually happening as opposed to the narrative. Right. Definitely. Couldn't have said it better myself. I think that's a great spot to leave it early week betting action from the PFF betting podcast. We got everything that you do. We need make sure you check out NCA Green Line that's already up. PFF NFL Green Line uh, is going to be up early first thing here on October 19th. So if you listen to that, then uh, you should be all set locking some of those early week NFL betting values. And we are going to have player props in our tool here uh, coming up Wednesday morning. So make sure you check out all the great things we have, all the great tools, content, everything else uh, coming from PFF.com from Ben Brown, joined by Eric Eager. We appreciate you guys listening to the PFF betting podcast.